0: Hello and hello, hello and good evening, and welcome to another episode of religions, regimes, and refugees, and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. I hope you are having a great day and a great weekend ahead, wherever you are um, today. It was a beautiful sunny day and I am really happy to be here with you at this point of time. So, today we're going to do something that I saw on YouTube. Uh, Should I say, yeah, I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned a couple of books and I wanted to do, share the book with you. I thought it was fantastic. So, if you're listening to me on Hubhopper or Google Podcasts that's fantastic but if you're not if you want to go to my Facebook page this is being um on in uh, um shot in direct um live on Facebook um and it's a review of the book The Quran Misinterpreted Mistranslated and Misread that is very very important so it's a book that came out in 2006 by a syriac speaking person from lebanon called gabriel swama and the book is about the aramaic language of the quran um it's a very interesting book. I've not read the whole book, but I've gl- gone through it a little bit. So I'm gonna go through the introduction. We'll talk about what it says, and then uh you can you know it's available on the internet uh free of cost, part of the book, so you can download it if you want. But if you do not want to download it, then you can buy it. But it's fantastic, it's very interesting historical book. The Quran misinterpreted, mistranslated, and misread. So we're gonna go through the introduction of it. And you're welcome to join us, join me on this historical um, note. Okay, so um, the conflict, the book talks about the conflict between Muslims and the West and is described by, as is described by Samuel Huntington as a clash of civilizations. The term may be new in world history, but the consequences of the clash between the civilizations are not new. Islamic expansion has been going on for the last 14 centuries. After the death of the Prophet Muhammad in 632, they occupied the Lakhmid capital of Hira in Iraq, Bostra, Damascus, and gained all of Syria. In 637, Jerusalem was surrendered. Mesopotamia, capitulated uh, two years later. The Egypt uh, and Egypt was conquered in six thirty nine. In six forty three, Muslim Arabs took the last outpost, the Greeks, in Alexandria, Egypt. Muslim Arabs invaded North Africa. They took Cyprus and occupied Armenia. Uh, Armenia. Thus, pl- they plundered Rhodes, They attacked Constantinople, and in six ninety two, they se- they severely defeated the Byzantine forces in the Battle of Sebastopolis. Muslim Arabs took Carthage and brought to an end the Byzantine rule in North Africa. Between 711 and 715, they invaded Spain. Uh, In 732, they invaded southern France, but were defeated at Poitiers by Charles Martel. They advanced to the Bosphorus. Sicily was was conquered between 827 and 878, and Crete was seized until 961. From the 11th to the 13th centuries, the Crusaders attempted to bring Christianity and Christian rule to the Holy Land. From the 14th to the 17th century, the Ottoman Turks reversed the balance and expanded their realm over the Middle East and the Balkans. The Nicosia was taken in 1331. In 1345, the Ottomans crossed into Europe. The first settlement in Europe occurred in 1354. at on Gallipoli. Between 1369 and 1372, the Ottomans conquered Bulgaria to the Balkan mountains. They defeated the Serbs at Sernomen on the Marita River. They captured Sofia and in February, May 1453, they laid siege to Constantinople and captured the former capital of the Roman Empire. Muslim occupations of the Middle East was not tolerant towards non-Muslims. They confiscated Christian churches and Jewish synagogues and converted them into mosques. They instituted the, the jizya attacks against non-Muslims. They forced Christians and Jews to wear special garments for identification. They refused to accept testimonies in courts from Christians and Jews. They called their subjugated people dhimmis. Their atrocities were directed towards non Muslim communities who were under occupation. It was caused by the clash of civilizations. The attack on September 11, 2001, on New York and Washington by Muslim terrorists is, the, is caused by clash of civilizations instigated by Muslim fundamentalists against the United States of America. The calling for Muslims to fight Christians until they believe in Islam is called the clash of civilizations, directed against those who do not believe in Muhammad and his message. Muslims call Christians and Jews kafir, apes, pigs, and those who incur Allah's wrath, and those who have gone astray, whose abode is fiery hell, Christians and Jews did not choose these names for themselves. These names were chosen by Muslims against Christians, Jews and non-Muslims. Yet Muslims benefit from the civilization of people they call kafir, apes and pigs. They, these are the people who make their cars, airplanes, television sets, radios and computers. On the political side, every single con- constitution of the of the Muslim states in the Middle East except Lebanon and Turkey stipulates that the religion of the state must be Islam or the laws of the state must be based on Islamic sharia uh, or religion of the head of the state must be Islam based on the constitutional stipulations a Christian citizen who has devoted his life to build his country serve its military and teach in their schools practice a law uh, practice law physicians a judge um sorry based on constitutional stipulations a christian citizen who has devoted his life to build his country serve in the military teach in its schools practice law uh, be a physician a judge has no constitutional right to run for the highest office in the country muslims have not recognized the fact that their culture seems much less likely to develop stable democratic political systems or advanced human rights, and freedom of expression. Bombing of mosques, churches and synagogues and sending out suicide bombers to kill innocent men and women and children does not advance a civilization, it pulls it back. Muslims of the world should realize that that, that others have their own beliefs too. They ought to respect these beliefs. After all, the Quran respects both religions, Christianity and Judaism. The Quran says, "We believe in Allah and what has been revealed to us, that and what was revealed to Abraham, Isaiah, Ishmael, and Isaac, and Jacob and his children, the twelve children of Jacob, and what was given to Moses and Jesus, and what was given to all other prophets of the Lord." In another words, the Quran commands his followers that there should be no compulsion in religion. In other words, the Quran commands his followers that there should be... Sorry. So what causes Muslim fundamentalists to follow this part of behavior? Is it the Quran or the Hadith? If the Quran commands its followers to respect other religions, then why do Muslim fundamentalists treat the West in general, and the United States in particular, as their enemy? So this book attempts to analyze the Quran from the Aramaic perspective rather than Arabic. It is the belief of this author that the Quran was composed in Aramaic, not Arabic. The Quran is the holy book of of Islam. It is often called Al-Quran or Al-Karim, the Noble Quran or the Glorious Quran. It is translated as the Quran, uh, Al-Quran, Al-Quran. and Muslims believe that it is the word of God, revealed to the Prophet Muhammad by the angel Jibril uh, over a period of 23 years, beginning within the 10th, uh, 610 AD. The Quran states that the language is Arabic, but Arab-speaking people have difficulty understanding the Quran. The difficulty stems from the fact that the language of the Quran is Aramaic. In the 7th century, the written language of the Near East was Syriac and the dialect of a dialect of Aramaic, not Arabic. Um, the discovery of the Palmyrene and Nabataean inscriptions in Syria and Transjordan indicate that the two Arab kingdoms and their literature written in Aramaic and Greek between the 4th and 7th centuries Only five inscriptions found in north of Hijaj, written in a language closely related to Arabic, mainly the Namara inscription, and we will review this inscription later. There is good reason to believe that the language of the Quran is Syriac-Aramaic, because the verses of the Quran could be deciphered through Syriac-Aramaic only and not Arabic. Muslim commentators are well versed in Arabic, but yet they are unable to render the meaningful interpretation of the book. These are man- there are many Aramaic Quranic words that Muslim commentators are unable to translate. Among those other uh, words, those uh, are the words, um, such as kalat, Kalalat, raina, Sijin, iluyun. Tasneem, Iblis, Al-Ris, Al-Samiri, Jinn, Al-Hijr, Wasatan, Savat. To be able to translate these words into English, the translator must possess knowledge of Aramaic, not Arabic. The Arabic dictionaries are not useful to to render correct interpretations of the Quran. In the commentary on on Surah 25, verse 38, uh, Yusuf Ali, a prominent Muslim commentator, admits that Muslim commentators are not clear about who the companions of the Ras were. The difficulty they face is due to the fact that the language of the Quran they are trying to interpret is not and has never been Arabic. The Eastern dialect of Edessa is dominant in the Quran. This is indicated by using the ending "ah." rather than O, and the change between B to W. Lang- the language of certain chapters is closely related to modern Syriac, which is a dialect of Aramaic. Other chapters are dominated by the dialect of Old Aramaic, whose vocabulary are found in the Biblica Her- Hebrasia and Biblical Aramaic. Um, this indicates that the language of the Quran includes more than one Aramaic dialect. Uh, certain chapters are written in prose forms, others are written in more poetic forms. Um, yes, um, The Arabic reader should be able to differentiate between the two distinct dialects of the Quran. This suggests that different compositions by different people. In, ma- in many instances, Muslim commentators render this uh, meaning contrary to the meaning given by the Quran. And we see that in the Quranic word Haifiyun, or mudaka or Yuhadid, or Kavalef, or We will address these contradictions in the co- chapters in the book. In many verses, Muslim commentators twisted the meaning of the Qur'an in order to present a historically correct image. For example, chapter 2.62 deals with the Jewish people who left Egypt under the leadership of Moses and spent 40 years in the wilderness. The Qur'an says misran fa inna lakum masa altum, meaning go down to Egypt where you have what you ask for. The Quranic word Misran disappeared from the English translation. The name of such an important country was replaced by the words some town, any town, or settled country. The commentators kept the name of Egypt out of the translations so that the Quran would, could not contradict the historical events surrounding the exodus of the Jews from Egypt to the land of Canaan. This is described in the Bible. Uh, When the Israelites left Egypt, their destination was the Promised Land, that is Canaan. There is no indication in the Bible that the Jews had plans to go back to Egypt, as the Quran suggests. um, Muslim translators added and inserted vocabulary, which caused major changes in the meaning of the Quran, as we shall see. In other instances, they ignored certain Quranic words and kept out the translation in the effort to project their own views of Islam, not the views expressed by the Quran. By doing so, they have determined that what kind of relationship should Islam have with other religions, especially Judaism and Christianity. Their inability to understand different dialects of Aramaic, Muslim commentators resort to erroneous interpretations that led to the introduction of false ideologies. For example, they claim that the Bible predicts that the coming of Moses of sorry, of Muhammad. Verse, uh, chapter seven verse one fifty eight. To which they refer does not the verse the which they refer does not suggest that at all. To the contrary, the Quran says that the writings do not talk about that. Uh, it is the interpreter's inability to understand Syriac that has led them to give a false interpretation. In Surah 19, Chapter 22, the Quran attributes nice qualities to Jesus Christ, and it reads, walina jal, jalahu ayatan lilinas, meaning we will make him a sign for the people. Muslim commentators changed the meaning of the words by inserting words that were, that were not included in the Quran. Um, Shen Ali added the word may, M-A-Y, his translation, saying, we may make him a sign unto men. Yusuf Ali added the words, wish, his translation reads, we wish to appoint him as a sign unto men. All of these erroneous interpretations were invented by Muslim commentators, a contrary to what the Quran says. The Quran clearly says that Jesus is the Messiah, yet Muslim commentators not understanding the meaning of the term uh, within the context of Syriac rendered the erroneous interpretations. We will dis- discuss the following in the in, in later chapters. In their efforts to shape the future circumstances, Muslim commentators changed the events prescribed by the Quran from past tense to the present. In Surah 2, uh, verse 162, it states the following. Believers who died while they were disbelieving on on them lay the curse of God. This very clearly shows that the event belongs to the past. But Muslim commentators changed the past events and projected them uh, in the present and the future. Here is the English translation. Those who believe and die while they were disbelievers, on them shall be the curse of Allah. Muslim commentators do not understand the rules of Syriac grammar. They interpret Syriac prefix prepositions as if they were Arabic, and render erroneous interpretations accordingly. In many cases, Muslim commentators rendered contradictory interpretations to the same verse. In many verses, the commentators are frustrated about what meaning should they render to worse. Such, um, Such a frustration is shown in the use of words like, if, I think, perhaps, may. Um in other cases the commentator renders two interpretations having opposite meaning to the Quranic word for example in the commentary on surah 20 verse 16 Yusuf Ali explains the Quranic word uk hif huk, fi, fiha to hide as the following uk hifi may mean either keep it hidden or make it manifest the reason for this contradiction is due to the lack of knowledge of Syriac and Aramaic. He is unable to interpret a book while, which is written in a language alien to him. There are numerous Quranic verses that are borrowed from the Old Testament. We will examine the similarities in the book, and others are taken from the Talmud. The following chapters will show the, verse of the sources of the verses. Certain verses are borrowed from Ecclesiastical writings of early Christian authorities uh, that are known to exist and yet were omitted from the authorized New Testament. There are 16 verses from Chapter 18 that were taken from the story of the cave written by Syriac metropolitan uh, Jacob of there are num- there are many There are names of persons and tribes that were transformed by Muslim commentators to a class of animals. For example, the Quranic verse Five point one zero four reading Majal Allah Allahu min Bahira, wala Sabatin, wala Wasilatin, wala Ham, which means God entrusted Bahira, but not Sabatin, nor Wasilatin, no Ham. The names of these individuals and tribes have been interpreted re- erroneously as different classes of cattle liberated in order, uh, in honor of idols. so far, we don't know where and when the Quran was composed or compo- who or who composed it. The reader will see different theories according to different several scholars in connection with the composition of the Quran from the fil- fil- Philological point of view, it is appears that the language of the Quran is dominated by the Eastern Syriac dialect. Uh, the use of the final a is um, the use of the final a is in indicative of the same sorry i'm just i lost my page enough you apologize um Sorry, I lost my page here. Um don't get back to it. Okay, so yes, here we are. The use of the final A is indicative of that. The Arabic language does not contain the vowel sign O, which is a characteristic of Western Syriac dialect. The Quran utilizes the shift B to dublivi following the pattern of Eastern Syriac, and in Eastern Syriac, tuba or the word tuba, or means change to uh, Tuva, um, the Quran uses the word Tuva similar to the Eastern dialect of Syriac. Muslim commentators do not possess qualifications that are necessary to render correct interpretations because they do not speak, read or write Aramaic or any of its dialects. In order to be able to interpret the Quran correctly, one has to possess a deep knowledge of Syriac and Aramaic. Without such knowledge, the Quran could never be understood. The Arabic dictionaries afford no help to understanding Quranic words, neither does Arabic language. Those dictionaries were introduced to the Arab world later in time They reflect the erroneous interpretations given by early Muslim commentators. There is nowhere in the history of religion that a religious book is misunderstood by its followers as the Quran is. The commentators of the Quran have committed numerous mistakes. Their inability to understand Aramaic dialects in general and Syriac in particular have caused them to give erroneous interpretations of the book. Practically every single word in the Quran is traced to Aramaic That does not mean that the etymology of the word is Aramaic, but the reader will notice that the Quranic words are found in Biblical Hebrew, Biblical Aramaic, uh, Aramaic Talmud for both versions. The Babylonian, the Philistine, uh, Syriac, Fesito, the liturgy of the Syriac Christianity, mainly the Syriac Orthodox Church, Uh, the Syrian Catholic Church, the Maronite Church, the Church of the East, or the Western Nestorian Church, and the Chaldean Church. This is important to keep in mind that the work does not constitute a comprehensive interpretation to the Quran. It represents a small portion of the text. Further work is needed in this area. Scholars and individuals who are interested in this field should have deep knowledge of Arabic, um, its dialects, Syriac, especially the dialect of Southeast Turkey and classical Syriac, the Syriac liturgy of the Syrian Orthodox Church, the Biblical Aramaic, Biblical Hebrew. The Assyrian dialect of the Akkadian language is important since many Akkadian words pass to the Quran through Aramaic as uh, it is noted. Um, later. The discovery of Quranic ma- manuscripts in Yemen in 1972, better known as the Sana manuscripts, is the most important development in the study of history of the Quran. The United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organizations published several of those manuscripts. The manuscripts represent the early form of the script of the Quran. They do not have the vowel signs or the direct diacritical necess- necessary to render vocalization of the Quran. The process of copying the modern Quran from early manuscripts resulted in numerous scribal errors. Uh, the Sana manuscripts were written in a script different from modern Quranic script and close to Nabatine and Syriac Estolangio scripts. In order to be able to decipher the early Quranic manuscripts, the candidate should have knowledge of both Surto and Estrangelo scripts of the Syriac language. The Hebrew square script used in Biblical Hebrew, which is derived from Aramaic and Nabataean script. The Quranic language, the, Quranic, the Quran says its language is Arabic, Quranan, Arabian. In Syriac, the Quranic word Arabian means Western, that is, the setting of the sun. In other words, the Quranic says it is the Western reading. Syriac, Kerono, Arboyo, Kerania, Arabia, meaning Western reading. The main subject of, of this book deals with the erroneous interpretations given by Muslim commentators to the Quran and the consequences of those erroneous interpretations. It deals with the Aramaic language of the Quran. It also lists the Quranic verses that were borrowed from the Bible. The erroneous translations interpretations of the Quran have resulted in the appearance of extreme ideologies that do not represent the true meaning of the text. The suicide bombers whose mission is to kill people so that they can go to heaven to meet virgins is absolutely erroneous. The Quran does not say so. It is the Muslim commentators who misunderstood the Aramaic language of the Quran and gave its false interpretation. The Quranic verse 455 does not tell the believers of Islam that they will be joined in heaven by fair maidens having wild, wide, beautiful eyes as they are interpreted by Muslim commentators. so the book talks about women's rights in the Quran. According to the Quran, the women are supposed to be treated well with decency. Unfortunately, Muslim commentators unable to understand the Aramaic terms have gone the wrong way in the attempt to interpret the Quranic verses that deal with women. For the example, the Quran does not command women to cover their faces, but unfortunately Muslim commentators, not knowing the meaning of the Aramaic Quranic words, rendered false interpretations and in some Islamic countries women are forced to cover their faces under false interpretations. The Quran does not give permission for men to be guardians and women, nor does it say men are better than women. The Aramaic language of the Quranic verse 435 says something totally different to the interpretations given by Muslim commentators. Time has come for the Near East departments uh, in colleges and universities around the world, including Muslim institutions such as the Al-Azhar of Egypt, to introduce Aramaic, mainly Syriac as a major tool for learning the Arabic language in general and the language of the Qur'an in particular. There is no substitute to the Aramaic for understanding the Arabic language and the language of the Qur'an. It is time for the scholarship in the field of Semitic languages to realize that Classical Arabic is nothing more than a distorted form of the Syrio-Aramaic language. The Aramaic, not Arabic, is the key element to decipher the Quran. Understanding the Quran from this perspective does not offend any religious faith uh, of Islam, nor diminish the value of the Quran. The Quran has been misinterpreted, mistranslated, and misread in the last 14 centuries. Um, The Quran urges its readers to equip themselves with the knowledge wherever it comes from. This book is a step in that direction. To Muslims, the Quran is a holy book such as the Old Testament is holy to the Jews and the Old as well as the New Testaments for the Christians. In many chapters, the the teachings of the Quran run parallel to the teachings prescribed in the Old and New Testaments. As we shall see, uh, the Quran diverges and follows a separate and contradictory path that may result in different authors writing the book. Uh, in order to in effort to make the Quran easily understood, the authors compiled Syriac and Aramaic lexicon of the Quran to be published too. Uh, so basically, my dear friends, that is the long and short of the story. That is the read up today for um, very very important um, the Quran. The Quran misinterpreted and mistranslated. Um, on that note, I will leave you today. I. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed the lecture. Uh, Please do buy the book. It is very, very important. And uh, absolutely, uh, the book is called The Quran uh, Misinterpreted and Mistranslated. You can find it on the, in the internet and on Amazon.com. And you're welcome to buy it, uh, study it, learn it. And it's very, very important for you. On the note, I thank you for your time, your support to my podcast. Uh, for those who are listening, I am having um, Ask Me Anything um ask me anything on Abrahamic ideologies, uh, on my Facebook page uh, at uh, six o'clock Eastern time. um, Sorry, six o'clock Indian time on the 14th of May. So that's six o'clock Indian time, 14th of May. Do join in. It's on my Facebook page, uh, uh, Religions, Regimes and Refugees. I repeat, Religions, Regimes and Refugees. And uh, you're welcome to come with all the questions you have It'll be for two two hours in total. On that note, I thank you for your time. I wish you a great day and a great weekend ahead. Cheers and stay safe.